Are you jealous of my kombucha? I sure am. That one looks pretty good, actually. What kind is it? Guava. Guava goddess. I was going to say, you left a part off. Mm -hmm. Well, you are a total goddess over there drinking it. Thank you. I am halfway through my whole 30. Sounds terrible. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Thanks. You're really sticking to it. And I have been an awful friend because I've been drinking and eating queso and all these things right in front of you. I make my decisions. I am putting myself in that situation. You are not putting me in that situation. Look how grown you are. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have to say something that's completely unrelated to what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Okay. At the beginning of the last episode... I opened my Bumble just to retrieve a photo that was in my profile Mm -hmm. and swiped right on a guy while I was in there. And then he messaged me. And he just wanted to hook it up. Yeah. So then today, Tasha sends a screenshot picture of a guy and said, this is the guy who I talked about when I was on your podcast that was on the Green Lake date with me, the one that she called Bajiggity. <laughs> the one that was like bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> trying was, to be taller than it was the fighting. same guy. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who we talk about repeatedly, but those are people that we know. Yeah. This is the first person that we don't know. I guess Tasha met him, obviously, but right. This is the first person that we don't know at all who has made now three appearances. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Way to go, man. Well, I have no doubt that you and me and Tasha and Alicia and other people we know that are single mm-hmm. have talked to some of the same guys. Oh, we know that that's Gone true. on date. Well, what I'm saying is there are some that we know, but I bet there's some that we don't even know, don't even realize. Oh, yeah, totally. That like you and I have talked to the same people or me and Tasha have gone out with the same guy or whatever. Absolutely. So yes. anyway, that was just so funny because she was like, hey, it's this guy. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> That was the guy I just talked about. (laughs) So he's making the rounds. Oh my gosh. I have recently downloaded the fucking apps again. Jumping back in. I've noticed that there are a handful of men that have said things along the lines of looking for friends first or, you know, looking for a connection. But if that doesn't work out, a friend is not a bad consolation prize, stuff like that. Maybe I'm just cynical. But to me, that's like, I'm scared of commitment. (laughs) Maybe. I wonder, like, well, what are you doing here, though? Exactly. Like, why Why are we here? Why are you on a dating app? Right. Guys typically are less invested in making sure they spend time with their buddies and their friends than women are. So it seems unusual that they would go on an app just looking for friends. For female friends. Yeah. I think they're probably either looking for friends with benefits. Yeah. Or they're just saying like, hey, don't expect a big commitment out of me. Maybe they're just less transparently saying what that guy said to me about how I'm just here for a good time. Yeah, maybe. I hadn't looked at it that way. Sometimes people say, here for a good time, not a long time. Right, right. (laughs) Speaking of guys and girls just being friends, that could mean a whole lot of things. Let's do a quick debate, just you and me and our thoughts. Okay. Can men and women be friends? And let me do a caveat. That's very gendered, obviously, what I'm saying. So I guess the broader question would be, can two people who are attracted to the gender of the other person, mm-hmm. can those two people just be friends? I feel like I'm not trying to sidestep this, but I feel like it depends on how you define friends. When you say friends, are you including people that are friends and sometimes sleep together? I am not. Okay, so you're saying purely platonic. Yes. Just for the sake of an example, we'll say a heterosexual man, heterosexual woman. Right. 
can they have a purely platonic friendship at all? So I think it is possible more so when they are older mm-hmm. and maybe more mature and less horny. Um, <laughs> but even though I think it's possible... I still think those two probably think about each other in a sexual way, or maybe one is hoping or wishing Mm -hmm. or has long given up on the thought that maybe they could be in a relationship. I just think that biologically speaking, men and women typically don't come together just for the purpose of being platonic friends. Hmm. It can happen. I know how much you love boundaries. I'm going to use that word. (laughs) If people set boundaries. Sure. And for example, we have some friends who have husbands that are really great guys. We are friends with them. I find that a different category, but go ahead. Okay. But what I'm saying is there's a hard boundary there, right? Mm -hmm. We know that person is married to our friend. Right. So we would not ever try to pursue a romantic relationship with them. Good thing too, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Liz and I joke about this all the time. (laughs) Anyway, do I think that they can be platonic friends? Yes. Do I think that they can be platonic friends and nobody ever thinks about a sexual connection or romantic connection or any of that? No, I don't think so. I think it's present. Okay. My thoughts on this have really changed over the years. And same with me, kind of, because when I was younger, I thought, no, I don't believe that guys and girls can just be friends. So I was the opposite. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I always thought, absolutely, we can just be friends. And part of that, I think, was that I worked in situations with a lot of like big groups of people all at once. And there were guys and there were girls and there were straight people and queer people. And yes, in the restaurant industry, there is a lot of crossover hooking up amongst the groups. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to leave that one alone. Okay. Just going to lay it on the table and then just leave it alone. There it is. However, I wasn't one of those people. I don't think I ever just hooked up with someone I worked with at a bar or restaurant. You are in quite the minority. Right. And I had some incredibly good friends that were guys. Now, when I think back on those, is it possible I was thinking of it as this is just a friendship and they were thinking something more? Sure. I would say it was probable. Well, but I I can't (laughs) sit here and say all of those guys that I was friends with over the years that I worked with, they all had things for me. You know what I mean? It's not a conceited thing. It's an experience thing. Maybe. (laughs) Well, and maybe there was enough other female body parts to be looking at that weren't just mine. Because there was a big group of us. I don't know. Would you say that your interactions with these guys were flirtatious, though? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm just saying that, like, when men and women or men and men or women and women or whatever Mm -hmm. are in that kind of fun atmosphere or environment, there typically is flirting and laughing and screwing around. Maybe I can't see it totally clearly. But I feel like I didn't act one way with the men and a different way with the women. I think that by nature, I am talkative and friendly and outgoing and silly. And I don't really discriminate who I do that with, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I had the idea that absolutely men and women can be friends. And if you don't think so, then you're the problem. And this is me thinking about if a guy doesn't think a man and woman can be friends, it's because he is thinking something. This was your prior opinion. Yes. Okay. And I've landed somewhere closer to what you were saying. Like, I think that number one, we have some great friends who are in relationships with other friends of ours. And so those are men who I love and have never considered that way because 
because there is that boundary, like you said. That's- yeah, because even if you're one on one with that person, it's like their wife is still in the room. You know, even right. if she's physically not in the room, she's still there. I still look at them as a couple, mm-hmm. not that I don't recognize and respect that person's individuality, but. I don't know. It is different. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys that I'm good friends with, I have either slept with or still sleep with occasionally. Sure. Well, and that's, (laughs) yes, that's kind of, as my opinion's been kind of reforming around this, and, and I haven't really thought about it much lately, but since we were talking about it as a topic, I've been thinking about it a lot today. And I have some very good male friends. At this point in my life, I have a lot more very good female friends. Right. And the male friends I have, mostly the ones that aren't in other relationships, I also have slept with. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. And whether or not that has been, we want this to be a relationship or not, or one of us does. I don't know. I don't think it has to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. I'm thinking of one individual in particular. I just said who it was and Michelle cut it out. (laughs) I really like hanging out with him. I really like talking to him. I think he's a really interesting person. He's fun. And I really like having sex with him too. But for a variety of reasons, we're not going to be in a relationship. And it's fine. We've already been through all that. So now we just hang out and have sex sometimes. Like it's the ultimate friends with benefits, you know? settled into a great pattern with him. Right. So yeah, he's a male friend of mine. Sure, we're friends. But we still sleep together, you know? And obviously, if he was in a relationship with someone or I was in a relationship with someone, we wouldn't do that. And that has happened, you know, and we've just not really seen each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I just think it is very hard to separate the physical stuff Mm -hmm. from everything else when it's two people that, like you said, are attracted to the other's gender. Right. Even if there's no action on the thoughts, the thoughts are there. Or one person is probably hoping more than the other that something's right. going to well, happen. Well, that's probably more common. Mm-hmm. That's something that's been proven in studies. We haven't quoted an article in a long time. Let's do that. Hey, I, I quoted an article on the episode where we talked about scams. That's true. The you weight did. loss scams. You did. Investopedia. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I found an article from the Scientific American that's 10 years old, but I think that this still stands. The article is titled, Men and Women Can't Just Be Friends. And it cites a study from a university, but I don't think it says which one, where they took sets of platonic friends, male, female friends, into a lab, interviewed them completely separately about their feeling about their friendship, the feelings about the other person, if there were any, that kind of thing. What they found, which is really not any big surprise, is that men were much more attracted to their female friends than vice versa. And men were also more likely than women to think that their opposite sex friends were attracted to them. You know what, though? I was surprised by that result because I thought it would be opposite. I thought that it would be the woman who was more hopeful that it would turn into something, some kind of relationship Mm. with the man. I did not think that. I thought the opposite. Maybe it's the fact that I'm thinking about a woman considering a relationship and a man considering physical attraction, which are two different things. Right. She's hoping to find a husband and he's hoping to get fucked. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's part of what the problem is here is that men have a particularly hard time being just friends because their brains do go to sex faster, typically. Mm -hmm. And so they're more likely to have thought of the woman in that context than the woman necessarily would have. So that makes sense to me. 
There, there's another, this cracks me up. There's another article I found um, from Psychology Today. It's written by Jeremy Nicholson. He's got a master's of social work and a PhD. And he is known as the attraction doctor. And I don't know what that means. He had to have given himself that name. <laughs> I would think, yeah. And this one's called, Can Men and Women Be Just Friends? And he said, men were more likely to see sex and romantic potential in an opposite sex friend as a benefit, while women primarily saw it as a cost. Huh. Therefore, when friendships did not turn sexual or romantic, men were often left feeling rejected and used, i.e. friend-zoned, while women felt uncomfortable with the unequal attraction. In contrast, when friendships did turn romantic or sexual, some of these men continued to label the woman as just friends at double the rate of women. This leads to the other friend zone that women more routinely face, the friends with benefits zone, where sex may be shared but commitment is not reciprocated. Which can be awesome, by the way. (laughs) If it's what both people want, it's absolutely awesome. That's kind of why I was saying earlier that I think that it's more feasible as you get older. Because I think when you have experienced some life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it might be a little easier to deal with a proposition of an alternative relationship because you know, like we say all the time, maybe it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person thinks you're lovely and they like spending time with you and the sexual chemistry is good, but it's just not a good time for them to be in a relationship or they don't want to be in a committed relationship. Who knows, you know, what's going right. on. And so if both parties are willing to recognize and accept that and they can be friends and have that sexual benefit. Or can be friends and don't do that, but can still remain friends, right? Yeah. Either way. It's just, you know, you have to be able to manage the feelings and emotions that come along with that. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then you Remove can't thyself. <laughs> right. Well, yes. But that's a lot harder, I think, when you're younger than it is when you're older. Yeah, that's true. Can we talk about the friend zone for a minute? Yeah, let's do it. I'm certain that I have ranted briefly about this before. But the idea of the friend zone pisses me off. How so? I'm going to use men here because typically that's who you might hear lamenting the fact that they are in said friend zone, right? Okay. For a man to be irritated, upset, hurt, whatever, that he has been, quote, friend zoned. I understand the feeling of not feeling wanted by somebody. I understand what rejection feels like. I know that sucks. I have been the person in the friendship who wanted more and the other person did not. It's not great. Yeah. However, I I don't know. The way that it's talked about is what really pisses me off because it basically is saying the woman's only value in that scenario is the romantic or sexual potential. So I'm going to call that being fuck zoned. (laughs) Which, again, if you're into that and that's what you want, yeah, great, right? I'm very comfortable in that zone. Right. Yes, you are. (laughs) However, if I'm just trying to be friends with someone and they're upset at me for not being interested in more than that with them, that tells me that I don't hold value to them as a friend in their life if I'm not more than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think also, though, that somebody could just be frustrated because they see something for the two of you that you can't see, you know, in their mind, they're perceiving that right. you can't see how great this thing could be or whatever. And Again, I'm not unfamiliar with being on that side of things. Right. I just, I don't know. I hate what the word friend zone has become, that it's this horrible thing for a woman to do to a man, you know? 
I fucking hate that. I don't know why it's such a big fucking deal because it's not a mandatory zone to sit in. You're not required to be there. That's true. If you don't like sitting in the friend zone, then leave. There's an exit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can choose. See yourself out. To just not retain the friendship because you wanted more. Yeah. And move on to the next Bumble profile. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, that's hard to do, especially if you're friends with somebody because you do see them, you know. You know, there's this common theme when it comes to dating, learning to live with and be classy about being on the receiving end of rejection. Uh Dating is highs and lows, right? Yep. The highs are the reasons why we all keep doing it. The highs and the hope. All the things... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought you said the highs and the hoes. <laughs> it's like I heard it. I processed it after yep. you said it. But in the moment, I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, that too. <laughs> Except the hoes might be the highs. <laughs> hmm. I know some guys who date for the highs and the hoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, I think the whole point I was trying to make was there's the highs and the hoes. And then there's <laughs> the lows and the rejections. Yep. You know, like you being rejected or you having to reject someone or both terrible. Know, none of it is fun. I guess friend zone is probably looked at as a negative thing because it's a form of rejection. And that is dating. If you can't handle some form of rejection, it can still hurt. You can still dislike it, but you have to be able to handle it. Yeah. You need thick skin. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. So speaking of platonic friends, friend zones, all the things, of course, the classic movie that deals with all this is When Harry Met Sally. Absolutely. That movie is 30 years old now. Mm-hmm. Meg Ryan and Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Such a good one. I loved when she faked her orgasm. Everybody loved In that. the restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the best I'll have thing. what she's having. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that movie... I haven't seen it in a long time, but what I do remember is the constant sexual tension between those two. Yeah, the whole theme throughout was, can they just be friends? Right. Which ultimately, in the end, they could not. Right. Well, and that was, I believe, his stance the entire time. Uh Uh-huh. The other line I always remember from that movie is, you made a woman meow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do you think that movie was an accurate representation of how it can or may often go when two Mm. people try to be just friends? Yeah, I guess so. Because they kind of went in and out of that possibility over and over for years, right? Yeah. And I've had those relationships where it's mainly friendship. And then every now and then there's like, oh, wait, what if maybe... mm?" And then there's a little sex and then just more friendship and, you know, and it kind of comes and goes. So, Which is annoying in the moment, right? Because you're like, is this fucking happening or is it not? (laughs) Oh my God, what is this? What are we? I feel like we've all had those moments. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's been in one of those situations, it's like, what the fuck's happening here? It's like Kristen Wiig's character on Bridesmaids. (laughs) Yeah, fortunately for me, maybe not fortunately for whoever's on the receiving end of it. I don't know. I shockingly am very open about those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about this and figure it out. Yeah. This is where I'm at. Where are you at? And if we're not at the same place, okay. I think you're really comfortable with it. I think a lot of times other people, people are, not. are not. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Unfortunately for them. So the conversation doesn't always go as seamlessly as you're hoping, I bet. What do you mean? Everything's always been perfect. <laughs> 
No, I've been lucky that the people I have in mind at the moment in having those conversations have always been very receptive to them, even if they knew what they were saying was not what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the older I get, the more I'm trying to surround myself with that kind of person. Because if you can't fucking say how you're feeling and be open about stuff, then what are we even doing? Well, at the end of the day, it's always the better choice than just dancing around it. Like we've had a lot of oh, yeah. conversations about ghosting and the slow fade and mm-hmm. all of the different ways that you can torture yourself, reject someone. <laughs> or that. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> doing those things doesn't feel great and having those things done to you doesn't feel great. Yeah. And so hearing the words or reading them on a text, which is a little bit more of a sting. Well, it um, depends how far into something you are with somebody. Isn't great either. Yeah. But at least you don't sit there and wonder. Oh, I'd always rather know. Yeah. Always. Um, there's a quote in this article that actually is talking about when Harry met Sally. It's called Psychologist Answer. Harry met Sally's famous question, can men and women really be just friends for Refinery29? And this is a psychotherapist, Dana Dorfman. She actually hosts a podcast called Two Moms on the Couch. And she says, I think it's inevitable it will cross at least one person's mind. Part of friendship is there being an emotional attraction to the other person. Whether it necessarily translates to a sexual relationship is another story. But I think it would be very difficult for it not to at least be a consideration. Totally agree with that. Right. I was thinking of that quote when you were saying your initial thoughts on all this. Yeah. Like, why would you even have somebody as a friend if you didn't have an emotional attraction to them on some level, right? I love my friends. I have actual big heart love for my friends. I love you. (laughs) I'm only laughing because she just made a heart sign around where her heart should be on her chest. Just so you all know. And pumped it right into my boobs. (laughs) But yeah, like if I don't have that level of attraction to a person, I'm not going to want to go spend time around them anyway. Yeah. And then we're human beings. We're all sexual people, right? Some more than others. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that thought is going to creep in there if mm-hmm. you're really enjoying your time with that person. I have this really toxic trait that the second someone's nice to me, I have this whole thing in my head like, could that be a possibility of a relationship? And not like, do they love me because they yeah. were nice to me? Yeah. Not that. But like my mind goes to, okay, well, then maybe this, what if this worked out and da da da, da and, and what am I doing? I am Going projecting shit into down a the, rabbit hole. Yes. What is that? I don't know. It's one of the reasons I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're one mom on a couch. <laughs> yes, I am. Actually, there's two of us. I'm in therapy too. I highly recommend it. Honestly, every single fucking person on the whole goddamn planet should be in therapy. Mm -hmm. I will say about this whole can we be just friends thing. If a relationship starts that way and then becomes an actual relationship, that's probably the best kind of relationship. Yeah. Probably the longest lasting relationship that's out there because you knew that you could talk and engage with each other and spend time together and probably had like common interests and things like that. Trust and respect for each other. Before you got into a relationship. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Well, which one of my friends should I? (laughs) (laughs) Just scrolling through the Rolodex. Just kidding. So did we solve it? No. Damn it. I think we just made it even more confusing. Hmm. Well, like everything else in this fucking world, it's not binary, right? Right. So everything's a spectrum. Everything's a spectrum. And all of it just comes down to communicating, right? Because I think you're right that what friendship is can be different for people. Just defining that. The answer to this question is going to be different for everyone. Yeah. You know, it may be possible for one person to have platonic friendships with a member 
of another gender that they're attracted to. And then another person who's in the exact same situation just can't do that because their emotions get in the way or they get too overwhelmed. So I I don't think it's like a blanket yes or no. Certainly not. I lean more towards no. I mean, I think that it can happen, but there's always going to be some kind of sexual component, which Mm -hmm. I think is just biological and you can control that. Or you may choose not to control that and still be friends with the person. There's a lot of different shades in the answer here. As long as all of those shades are consent. (laughs) Way to work that in. And on that note. (laughs) Well, I would be interested to hear other people's opinions if they completely disagreed with us or not. Let us know. Slide into our DMs. (laughs) Tell us if you want to be our friend. With benefits. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Where else can they locate us? They can locate us on the Instagram at Prosecco Theory and send us an email at cheersofproseccotheory.com and find a shirt or a phone case or a coffee mug on um, Public. That's right. Represent. Represent. (laughs) I was making a little list of things that I'd like to someday when I actually do it, design something for. I decided that Captain Save a Bro needs to be one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do they sell capes? I don't believe they do. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It is. Well, Megan. As always, it's been a dream. <laughs> oh. You are a friend with many benefits. <laughs> that is correct. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.